Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. All of a sudden, I, one week, nobody had anything down there. It's a new world. I was born too, uh, too early. I've never been a fan of the bush, to be honest. Really? Yeah. With Andy Dirt Johnson. I'm going to need some pliers and uh, set a 30-weight ball bearing. What? the hell you need ball bearings for? Oh, come on, guys. It's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. It's all ball bearings nowadays. And Brendan Sprague. Only problem is we've got a little bit of Mississippi leg hound in it. If the mood catches him right, he'll grab your leg and just go to town. <laughs> you don't want him around if you wear his short pants, if you know what I mean. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith, as there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos that will be a home run, and so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. The fan. Don't turn me hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Knock on wood. Got a lot to get to in the final hour. I have a question for you. Okay. Does this 71, does this count, or is it like the <laughs> Devin Booker 70? It doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. Right. Happy start of the NBA season, though. It began a little over a week ago. <laughs> wow. You excited? Where are we at? Huh? You know, I, I, I'm just kidding. I got encouraged I'm on kid. Christmas Day. Uh-huh. So I have some NBA on. And I'm encouraged, and I see NBA ratings up 5% from last year. I'm like, look at that, the NBA. The NFL trounced it. The NFL just mopped the floor with the NBA. Yeah. This, the, the, when you see the numbers for the Bronco-Rams game on Christmas, it tells you there's there's no hope. Yeah, if anybody that, watched that game, that game, it was like well, 55 to nothing or whatever. I think whatever. that's when the Celtics-Bucks game was going on, too, which was probably the best game of Christmas Day, at least from a storyline perspective going in. Sure. Yeah, that's, it tells you it's an uphill battle. It's a big deal. I, I'm an idiot. It's a big deal. 70 points is a big deal. I get pissed when people do that in baseball, but, you know, we, we have our takes. He got we, 71 on 12 fewer shot attempts than when Kobe got 81. Yeah, yeah. Donovan Mitchell did last night. Like, now, imagine if he went Kobe in that game. He Donovan Mitchell dished out 10 or 11 assists, 11, too. Two, yeah. 11. He, had 11. he just picked a horrible night for it. Like, yeah. of all the nights you could have done that, if he did that tonight... If he did that on Thursday on TNT with that no Thursday night game, I mean, that's the biggest story in sports. Also, Kevin Love saying it's the greatest game he's ever been a part of as a Cav or greatest performance he's ever seen as a Cav. Oh, okay. And then he ranked, like, his top five. I don't know if he's doing this out of a joke or what, because Kevin Love likes to have fun. He listed his top five moments as a Cleveland Cavalier. 
Game seven, 2016 finals, not on there. Was he going regular season rankings? No, because game one, uh, the game where Kyrie and LeBron both got 41 in the finals was in there. <laughs> that was in there. He had 34 points by himself against Portland in the first quarter in that list. <laughs> well done, Caleb. Well done. I'm like, well I don't done. know if you're trolling us or what, but there was, was like a, a game seven that was, you know, one of the greatest sports moments we've ever seen. I'm not gonna lie to you, bud. I forget from time to time that Kevin Love's still in the NBA and still on the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's a reserve. And I'm like, hey, look at that, Kevin Love, guy. still going on, man. Good yeah. for you, baby. Still uh, making good money, though. Still Hell makes, yeah, brother. Still making that cash. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, 22 of 34 for 71 points. He was 20 and 25 from the free throw line. He shot almost as many free throws as the entire Bulls team. Yes. I think they attempted 34. He had 25. Oh, in overtime. I saw him in overtime. He looked like he just got inserted into the game for the first time, whereas like every player in Chicago looked exhausted. <laughs> just tired, run down. Yeah, that happened last night in the NBA. We were talking about the playoff, though. I'm going to get to DJ coming up bottom of the hour. Mail sack here in about 10 minutes. Um, it, it was we were, we were mentioning it. The thing I love about you know the playoff and these one-off games is that you can have – a huge sample size of who teams are and have it thrown directly out the window. Like this, this kind of stuff cracks me up. In all year was a team that did two things at an elite level. Defensively, they were good. That went out the window completely. They didn't turn the football over. Their turnover margin was one of the best in the country. They threw two pick sixes. Their court, McCarthy only had like three or four picks on the entire season. Two pick sixes in a playoff <laughs> throws game. one to start without a without one of those pick sixes and they have been arguably the best offense in the red zone all season for a 13 game sample size pick they, six and a fumble they were like unstoppable inside the 10 yard line nobody there was 60 to 64 something crazy like they always score touchdowns and they had two times inside the five yard line to come away with no points they threw multiple pick sixes mm-hmm. and their defense which hadn't given up more than you know two touchdowns in the second half of games in like the last three months gave up 51 wide well, up technically because some of them were again aided by the offense but to give up 51 points in that game. This is what I love about a playoff situation is that you have these tendencies, you read the numbers, you're like, well, this is going to happen clearly because it's happened the last 13 games, and you're reminded that in a one-off situation, none of that matters. Well, and also, I think the thing I was reaching for earlier was I believe now Harbaugh is like, I, I just saw the status, forgot to write it down, 0 of 6 in in bowl games, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. I know he he won a big one at state. They won the Orange Bowl, I want to say. I mean at Michigan. I'm at sorry. Michigan. I meant at Michigan. In his Michigan yeah, tenure, it's not I don't good. I don't think they've had success. And so it's led people to I saw Josh talk about this on his show, like talk about coaching and how you can overcoach and how maybe you you overlook an opponent to a certain extent. I think some of those Michigan players, man. I just, how do you not see TCU lose to Kansas State? You beat Ohio State in Columbus and go, we're going to win this game. Yeah, yeah. 14 of those 51 come on pick sixes. But even so, for the Michigan defense to get carved up that way, I, I don't know about you, I'm watching this game and I'm like, why are we still blitzing TCU? <laughs> like TCU was almost setting them up to a certain extent to blitz them so they could get one of those screen dump-off passes where everybody overplays or Dugan was just backing up and he had the arm strength to hit a guy in stride and go get a big game. Like, Michigan's entire philosophy in that game was odd. The fact they could get no running lanes either. They could not run the football successfully. No. The way that they had all year, and I know Blake Corum didn't play, but they had a couple of chunk runs early that really it boosted their numbers when yeah, you looked at them. Those numbers to me are misleading. I thought TCU's defense came to play, held their own on the, on the offense and defensive lines, and... Michigan, I just, I don't know. I don't know what you do or what you do with that performance, but 
it seems like I, I said this earlier. I think I think Harbaugh is going to the NFL, and I think it's going to be the Colts. I think the Colts are going to hand him the bag and say, "Please come back. You are a quarterback. Save this thing." There was a report out yesterday. If he gets an offer, he's out. And even Denver, even in that Russell Wilson situation. And I I text this to you guys in the game. I know they came back. They had a lead. But sometimes with coaches and certain teams, when they don't play like they usually do, there's an odd feeling. I had this feeling with Oregon yeah. and Mario last year when they played Utah that second time. There's sometimes these coaches are kind of indicating without saying it or, or showing it outwardly that like they are kind of one foot in, one foot out. And Michigan had that real vibe against TCU. Not to take anything away from the Horned Frogs, but there was a real sense of that wasn't Michigan we saw all year. And so credit to TCU in a big way, but now you kind of wonder for Michigan, what's their future? Is Harbaugh going to stick around with this McCarthy kid, or is he going back to the NFL? His record, by the way, in bowl games. So his first year there, they went to the Citrus Bowl. That was the year they lost controversially to Ohio State. They had the fourth down play, if you remember that. Yeah, that's right, where they were just short. Just short. It should have been a first down kind of thing. They probably should have won that game. They won the Citrus Bowl that year. Since then, he has now lost six straight bowl games. Six in a row, that's what it was. And back-to-back years in the playoffs. And I I really thought the storyline of this weekend in the playoffs was not only was it was great to get two good games because we all deserve that as, as college football fans, it was about quarterback play for me. I think Ohio State hung around in that game and Georgia didn't separate themselves in that game because Stetson Bennett for 90% of it sucked. He looked like the walk-on guy that we all thought Georgia was getting when they named him the starter. Yep. And C.J. Stroud, I would argue, played easily the best game of his career. He was in complete control the way he extended plays. like He was unstoppable in that game. And I think that boosted his NFL stock a ton, man. I was a huge fan of the way that he played. And I know that, that Duggan ended up throwing a couple of picks against Michigan. One of them was a weird def- his receiver just dropped it and hit him in the hands and bounce up Michigan picked it off wasn't necessarily his fault quarterback play to me was the difference McCarthy really struggled his timing was off he threw multiple pick sixes Duggan was great using his legs and really efficient throwing the ball so I thought it came down to quarterback play Duggan outplayed McCarthy yeah and Georgia just had enough around Bennett and give Bennett credit he put put it together on that last drive of the game a couple of those throws he made were really impressive but he was awful for the majority of that game and it just they were stagnant offensively because of it well and now you know we'll get to it on Monday but now you talk about the matchup between these two teams. This is a 13-point spread. I, I Georgia very well could blow out TCU, and nobody would bat an eye. But that TCU team is tough. That's a tough team. And, and we talked all year about them coming back and you know winning games that we didn't think that they would. They lose to Kansas State in the Big 12 title game. Didn't give them a shot in hell against Michigan. And to see that kind of transpire, see their defensive line play so physically to see that front seven defensively, just kind of see those, the playmakers, that uh, receiver, Johnston, he, I mean, that kid's amazing. He's going to eat 6'4", 230. You break one tackle, you're gone to your point about blitzing. They had nobody to, to prevent big plays. I mean, be that big and run like a 4'440 is unbelievable. And so now we, we see what's going to happen. I do, side note, want to just highlight, can we, can we address the elephant in the room? The Fiesta Bowl is not the same if it's not the Tostitos Fiesta no, Bowl. Verbo is no. a great little rental, you know, vacation site. The logo used to be so cool. The, the t- it should have to be mandated to stay the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. It just feels odd without it. It really does. It, yeah, I'm with you on that. It, it's not the same. Like, there's. The, did you know the Outback Bowl doesn't exist anymore? Yeah, it's like the Relia something bowl. Yeah, or, and it's yeah. like, 
it's it's almost like stadium names, right? It's like having the Rose Garden for so many years, and then you pivot to the Moda. Eventually, people just call it the Moda. But there's a lot of other people who's like, dude, that's the Rose Garden. Stop, stop it. Stop selling me on this signage. That's the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Damn it! All right, it's never going to be different for me. What a weekend though, a college football man. It was exactly what the doctor ordered for the sport. Leaves me hopeful and optimistic about what is to come, especially in an expanded playoff field where you get upsets like this. And you're also going to tie in in two years, like. You're going to have home games. Like, this is a sport that I, I would argue college football, there's no sport that ends their season with a bigger thud than college football. There's all this buildup, anticipation. You get to the end of the season, rivalry games, conference championships, yep. and then it's just, where did it go? You get, you know, Southern versus Jackson State playing in a bowl game. Like, all right, I'm in a pool. I guess I'll watch, but I'm not overly interested. Every other sport builds to a crescendo in their postseason. And for college football to get there in two years, I can't wait. I hope these upsets continue. The balanced playing field continues. It was great this weekend, and I can't wait for Georgia and TCU. I didn't give TCU a chance in hell to beat Michigan. I'm not going to do it against Georgia, and I hope that I'm wrong again because then winning the national title would be a lot of fun. Let's get to the mail sack. Your questions welcome, 503-250-1080. Sports, non-sports, vacation-related, holiday-related, whatever. Throw them our way. We'll answer them coming up next we'll get to oregon state coming up at the bottom of the hour back after this on this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, Beaver fans all fired up. Rightfully so. We'll get to them coming up bottom of the hour. Five-star quarterback, baby. You got a five-star quarterback, man. Probably the biggest thing to happen to Oregon State ever. 
Wow. Really? Given every circumstance, everything involved? Okay. Like athletics or just college, football? Bigger than beating Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl? In modern, no, no, no. Not actual games being played. Okay. Of non that? Like a headline this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you could throw Baker, Heisman. I'm kind of putting that in the, the sports category. Like just news? Like think of Gary Anderson being hired. That was random and threw people through a loop and it was like, what? This is significantly bigger because okay. Beaver fan truly does, and I don't blame them for this, the roster's ready-made. you got all these people coming back. Your offensive line is back. Your running back is back. Your receivers are back. You've got defensive players saying, I'm coming back. Jane Grant, can we get him for an eighth year? <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Well, I don't know what it takes, but, you know. I, I, don't, I don't think that one's legally allowed. You have an entire buy-in of player-coach, and now you've added a five-star quarterback that might be salvageable like <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason for optimism. I, the Jaden Grant thing just made me think there was a hilarious tweet that was cracking me up. Stetson Bennett, is he's a fun story, and I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but somebody had a great tweet that was basically like, "This dude, do you know how old Stetson Bennett is? Yeah, I, I butchered he's 24? He's stat. 25. Oh, man. And somebody was like, Stetson Bennett throwing to five-star players with elite talent all around him, beating 18-year-old kids as a 25-year-old and acting like he's God's yeah. gift to football is just nauseating. One, uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of come to not like him. seven years older than kids he's competing against. Yeah, it's it's a little odd. Uh, I've come to not like him, and I know the story is cool. He was the walk-on. He was a lifelong Georgia fan, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Uh, you skip over that part. One, he has the Sprague syndrome. He can't grow facial hair. No. So yeah. he looks like he's 21 years old, not he does. 20, 25. Two, I believe I have this correct. I think him and Lamar graduated high school the same year, if I'm not mistaken. There that was sounds right. Some wild stat that him and Lamar Jackson are both the class of 2016. Lamar like, Jackson, they were both, both born in 1997. They are both 25 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's like, as old as Lamar Jackson, and he's still playing college football. And Lamar Jackson is in the final year of his rookie NFL Looking contract. Looking for his next contract. He's won a league MVP. <laughs> he won the Heisman. Like He's accomplished all that in that same span. But I, I'm tired of acting like Stetson Bennett's the reason Georgia's winning games. Their broadcast was ridiculous. They're just following Stetson crying, and I'm like, why don't you follow Carter or Bowers or any of the other six, seven, 380-pound studs that they have in Georgia? All the guys that might be drafted in the yes. first day or two. Carter's going to be draft. probably the number one overall pick in the draft. He's a stud. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if it Well, the Houston Texans are probably going to take a quarterback because they're dumb. Jalen Carter's probably going to be the second or third pick in that draft. <laughs> I, yeah, I saw that tweet. Your Jane Grant yeah. thing made me think there are a lot of There are a lot of 12s <laughs> drooling that he might be coming Dude, to Seattle. You put yourself, you we, we all finished our you know playing careers as seniors in high school as, uh, as 18-year-olds. Can you imagine, like, a lot of these starters in college football are 19 or 20. Yeah. Imagine being an 18, and I know it's different because you're not fully much. Like, imagine being a senior in high school and competing against 13-year-olds. Well, there, this is kind of happening, so I, I caught wind of this. So my brother-in-law tells me his his nephews live and play in Spokane. They're pretty, they're on a good team. And they played in a tournament against a team from uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I'm just, it's like Lake City or something like that. Okay. That team is entirely made up of like 19-year-old kids who had the COVID year and they chose to come back. Ah, and I think of those situations, like even that in itself, having oh, yeah. a varsity team of 19-year-olds, 
That is a cheat code. It's <laughs> ridiculous. All right, let's get to the mail sack. I got sidetracked okay. there. I, I imagine the mail sack uh, overfloweth from the holiday. We got a lot, man, here. Uh, it might it might extend to the next segment. We'll see how this goes. Oh, I do... you're just going to keep sidetracking DJ talk. <laughs> yeah. We're never going to get to talk He's about it. He's yeah. scarred. Hey, I got the inside tip on DJ, man, which Oregon State fans trying to push back on, which is hilarious to me. Uh, but we'll get to that. Well, I, I've, yeah, we'll talk. We can talk about <laughs> no, that privately I mean, or publicly. There's only I, one reason he came to Oregon State. Uh, yeah, I oh. had a couple people push back on that. No, oh, okay. Oh. Uh, mail sack question, double-sided question. How important is it to have a successful bowl season as a conference from a national perspective? And given the final result of the Pac-12, would you consider it had a successful postseason or not? It's an easy answer. I'll go first. Um, one, I think the perception of bowl records for conference. Conferences is stupid and nobody cares. Um, I think people that do care are just finding something to care about. And two, no, I don't think the bowl results indicate any anything. You take two, three weeks off for these bowl games. Pac-12 was amazing. I'll make an argument it was the second-best conference in college football. If you want to say it's the Big Ten because they had two playoff teams, fine. It's the third-best conference in college football. I would normally say it's not that big a deal. I think the situation the Pac-12 is in right now, uh, to have good performances uh, is important as they are trying to get a new media deal. So I think there was maybe a little bit more attention paid to it this year than in past years. But overall, outside of just your fandom and wanting to see, you know, the teams in the conference that you try to prop up against whatever national media bias is out there perform well. It's insignificant most of the time. But I think this year it actually might have been a little bit more important. Not that it was the what end was all the, be all. What was but... the Big 12's bowl record? Yeah, that's the thing what you don't the know. They already, they already got their media deal. I well, think, I, I know, but like I just I, I don't know, man. Like you're, you're negotiating I, a media deal on your win loss in bowl games? Well, like I said, I don't think it's I this year I think it was important to have good performances. Whether or not you win or lose the game, who cares? But I could see any little bit, any little thing right now that boosts up and props up the Pac-12 is very beneficial. The only thing that matters in terms of conference perception nationally is New Year's Six games and playoff appearances. Like, that's it. The, the rest of it, we don't know. I, what was the ACC's bowl record? I, I have no clue. The Big 12s, the Big 10s. But I, we lost the New Year's Day bowl But games. we lost the New Year's bowl game. So, I, you know, Oregon got a win. Oregon State got a win. Washington got an impressive win in the Alamo Bowl. Wazoo no-showed. UCLA blew a bad lead. That was an embarrassing loss. I know DTR got hurt. But ultimately, it was a failure because you had two games that mattered. And it was USC choking and losing an embarrassing game to Tulane. And Utah, unfortunately, losing their starting quarterback and dropping the Rose Bowl. Uh, those are the only ones that matter in terms of perception. So the fan bases care about the other games. Nationally, nobody does. Nobody remembers them. And so, yes, I do think bowl season is an important you know, part of national perspective, but only the big-time games. Uh, let's see here. Rank your best nap. Mail sack question here. Post-Thanksgiving dinner nap. Tropical beach nap with an umbrella drink. Uh, just got done getting an on nap. Rank your what's your what's your best <laughs> nap? Well, then it's getting it's post getting it on at the beach nap has to probably Ooh, be number one. Double whammy right there. Uh, on yeah. the sand or back in the hotel room? No, on a nice chair in on the sand. On a nice chair? One, okay. one foot in the nice warm uh, sand. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yelling at you to put suntan lotion on. Um, the hangover nap is up there. Hangover nap is up there. I think the Christmas Day 
nap. If you're not doing much, you're just kind of yeah, at your house. The food coma, the yeah, food dude. coma nap. Loafing around the house. My yeah. kids were up at 5.20 a.m. Oh, God. And that was, that we had went to bed at 1 because we like to wrap gifts and make sure Santa's ready to go if you catch my drift. And so uh, I would say Christmas Day nap, underrated. Uh, I'd put it in that conversation, but it's hard to beat the Thanksgiving nap. Yeah, Thanksgiving Sunday golf nap's a good one too. Sunday golf nap is miss like around, five six holes. You and wake you're like, up, oh, okay, <laughs> still up by one. What strong. happened? Yeah, he didn't blow the lead yet. Okay, that's <laughs> good. I like that. Century Tournament of Champions this week. Huh? That's right. That's a uh, golf in prime time. That's good. Uh, we don't have. Yeah, we have the next like however many weeks of golf now. In our it life. starts. Yeah. It's back. You're. I, well, you can do the Grip City Pod, so I guess that's the reason for your happiness. <laughs> it's golf season. I tell you, I, I, I have football, Christmas, and then once December 26th comes, it's golf season. Uh, that's that's cool. my calendar. And then September hits, and we move back into football season. We're just year. skipping over basketball, <laughs> huh? even baseball at this point. Uh, my team can't sign anybody. Mail sack question. I uh, missed the first hour. Maybe you guys covered it. Curious to know if my favorite sports bros have any New Year's resolutions. This is from Pete the Jailbird. He says his is to stay out of jail. That's a good one, Pete. That's, that's a good resolution. Aim high, buddy. Um, I I got a couple. Uh, so I mentioned it earlier. We joined a family gym. So like, there's like a you know you take your kids. They got basketball and swimming and all this stuff. So that's kind of exciting for us. I, I don't really have much. I just wrote get a beach house, uh, and be healthier than I ever have. You pulling off a beach house this year would be incredible. There is a way for it to happen. I just can't talk about it. Publicly. Oh, there's a way. Yeah. yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. It wouldn't just be me, though. Yeah, of course. But it's part of my goal. It's, it counts. Technically counts. I got somewhere to lay my hat at the beach. You got anything, Swigard? No, I'm past it at this point. Not a resolution guy. I'm not a resolution guy. If you want to make changes, then make changes. I, that's how awful I tend for to be. your one-on-one with our boss. What are your goals? I don't have any. <laughs> yeah. You, you got any no goals, goals for me? You give me my goals, damn it. Tell me what I need to get better at. No marathon, half marathon, be fat swag, get back skinny swag. Like, yeah, no Fat goal. swag coming back would be fun. No, it wouldn't. I don't think for his age it would be. Well, no, no I just, you know, I kind of, it was, fat no. people are, they're joyous, you know? You thought he was joyous when he was fat? I thought I'm he was bring, more stressed. Bring, you think he was more stressed? Yeah. I think his level of stress is pretty consistent. But he used to be T-Rex coming down the hall, like the water was shaking, <laughs> like you knew swag was coming. Do you ever look at, I, I did this at my dad's. We had old photos that yeah, we looked I can, at. Yeah, I, I see it up in my, uh, in your face. In my jowls and my yeah, neck. Yeah, me too. I, yes. I, I Fat Brandon was once a thing, and I, it's no. not a good look. I can't believe I'm married. Um, okay, here, hold on. Let me see what else we got. Uh, mail sack question. My wife is headed back to work after having time off following the birth of our daughter. Congratulations. Uh, it's been a cry fest 2023 in our household so far. Any tips or advice from Sprager Swag? Uh you, there's really no tips to say how you get past crying. It's just part of the stage, and yep. at some point it'll transition out. She'll start sleeping more and more, and you'll be happy if you get five, six straight hours of no crying. Uh, I would say do what you can to just endure. You're going to have moments. I had this as a parent with my second kid. You're just going to have moments where you want to grab that kid and look at it and shake him, like, be quiet. <laughs> Let me sleep. But fight the urge. Do not do that. And buckle up, buddy, because it's, yeah. it's not going to get better for a while. But eventually it will, and you'll you'll love it. Pete Holmes is one of my favorite stand-up comedians. He's got a couple of great bits. One of his is on, you know, everybody tells you when you're leaving the hospital after having a kid, they tell you, don't shake the baby. Yeah. Don't shake. And he laughs at it. He's like, nobody's going to shake the baby. And he says, you get home, and you know what you want to do? Yep. You want to shake the baby. Nope. You got to, yeah. You, you, it's total tag team effort. You got to figure out which, which one between mom and dad is, you know, 
Mom takes precedent. Whatever the mom wants to yeah. happen, you have to make that happen, yep. especially after she just gave birth to that beautiful child. I would also, uh, you know, I picked my second kid up one night in our bedroom, and I picked her up, and I just remember it was my breaking point. I just looked at her and went, what is wrong with you? What? Because our first was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And the second what one. What do you want? Yeah, there was hungry no diaper dirty no like no. what's the problem here no you you have to find a way look i uh, poor Pax. uh his early on we dealt with reflux we dealt with colic it was it was not easy in his first couple of years and so yeah you had to find a way to go you know have an outlet for whatever frustration you were feeling so you didn't take it into his room because it was <laughs> right it was rough meditate there you go. There's there you some go. advice. There's some, there's By the some way, advice. you shared no goals of yourself. I don't really have any. No, he's just wants I'm gonna to have like break vague... 70. That's I ha- it. Yeah, I want to break 70. That's a big one for Lofty me. Lofty goal for you <laughs> and your wife. <laughs> you know, we got, got things we want to What are we doing at. this year? Well, I'm trying to break 70. <laughs> I'm breaking don't really 70. Care I, don't I don't know, know what know, you're doing. I don't know what you got going on, but uh, <laughs> I'm striving to be great on the golf course and making my push to the senior tour uh... and to eventually be the guy that... If you got Scott Stallings fake masters, or not fake, but, you know, wrong invitation... Would you just show up? No. No, I tried to do the right thing so I could get passes to the Masters. Ah, like, hey, I helped you out. Can you hook me up now kind of thing? I mean, first of all, the How Masters. How funny would that be if a guy just showed up, a random, like, here's my, you sent me the invitation. You said Scott Stallings. That's my name. I'm, no middle initial here. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to play the Masters. I mean, it would be hilarious. The Masters screwing that up is is one you don't expect, and that's why I do believe if you do the right thing, the Masters should be stepping up here and saying, we really screwed this up. Thank you for not yes. following through with our invite to the wrong Scott Stallings. <laughs> Here's a weekend pass. We don't care. You're going to spend a lot of money here anyway. Come on in, buddy. Come on in. All right. Well, let's get to uh, – there you go. Thanks for your mitt. we got a couple extras there. Uh, appreciate the mail sack questions. Good to be back. Good to have those back. Uh, let's get to the DJ news. That happened while we were on vacation. i got a couple of beavers sitting next to me that are all chomping at the bit, ready to crank their chainsaw and talk about Oregon State having a quarterback. How big of a deal is this for Oregon State? 503-250-1080. That's a fan text line. That is next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back in. 8.35 here on a Tuesday morning. Good to be back. We talked a lot about the DeMar Hamlin situation in the first hour of the show. If you want to check the podcast out, that was about 40 minutes of the first hour for us. And uh, no new news. We're keeping our, our eyes on it. He's still in critical condition. Yeah. So if we see anything in the next 25 minutes, we'll pass it along. But uh, clearly that was the focal point of the sports world. And uh, we're trying to turn the page a little bit. And we'll keep you updated if anything else happens. I'm sure the other shows on the fan today will talk a, a lot about it. Big news happened while we were on vacation. Uh, and this is fitting for me because usually big things happen when I'm on vacation, but all of us were gone for this, including the two beeves sitting next to me. Yeah, but I still blame you because you my being fault. on vacation means okay. something big happens. That's fair. I'll take yeah. the blame for that. Left hand up. That one's on me. Uh, your program has landed a five-star quarterback. Yes, they have. We have argued uh, for the last year, really, the last couple of months especially, quarterback away, quarterback away, quarterback away. Well, now they got it. DJ Uyunglele, I think Pete Thamel was the first one that had the report. I can't remember specifically. He was. uh, Reported that, hey, you got yourself a transfer quarterback. In Oregon State, I think all the dreams are now there for what their season could be next year. But what's the initial reaction when you get the news alert on your phone that you, you've you landed your your big fish in the offseason? I, I mean, how are you not ecstatic? I, how, how do you view this in any other light? Like, even with the stats you could throw out of, of what is not, like two years ago, he was nine tutties, ten picks, right? This year, somewhat disappointing season and a hopeful Clemson, 22 touchdowns, seven picks, 62% completion percentage. Those numbers don't pop. But the funny thing to me is, did did we watch Clemson's bowl game? Because their offense looked absolutely in shambles for most of that game. And that they club, moved the ball a ton. They just couldn't. They kept getting into plus territory, and they could not score. Yeah, but the club Nick kid, like, I, he's probably going to end up being good. He seems like a pretty good athlete. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know how much of DJ's problems were just DJ, more so like Clemson. Clemson offensively, like Deshaun Watson and Lawrence are great outliers for them. Mm-hmm. They, as Pate said earlier, they didn't have great wide receivers this year. They were being their plays were being called by a first time play caller who was hired in house, not from outside. And so Clemson has this like Dabo as a stranglehold over the program of everything has to be what I want it to be, and I can't have other people. And I I do wonder if that's going to hurt them long term. I, I just there's no other way to view this to me, Dirt, than. Oregon State is going to be right there with any other program of who do you pick to win the conference next year? There isn't a favorite for me. There really isn't. I, and I, I, I sincerely mean Washington, Oregon, USC, and Oregon State. Those four right there. And don't forget about Utah, Utah too. Utah yeah. deserves it. They've won it back-to-back years. And I don't think we've heard an official ruling on Cam Rising coming or going. So those five teams to me... I know it's not going to be this way, but I'd give them all the same odds. I, I think it just breaks down of who has who at home yeah. and what's your non-conference schedule. Who stays healthy. Who stays healthy is going to be a big one. But when you talk about entire offensive line, all freshmen running back, multiple targets, and they might not, might not be done in the portal with that either, so mm-hmm. keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. And then defensive guys opting back in, Oregon State, to me, got themselves a game-changing player, a guy that a couple years ago – we thought was building on his, you know, fill-in for Trevor Lawrence in COVID year. I still think he can do this. He's not going to be asked to throw the ball a ton. Um, he's got the cannon that's better than anything they've ever had. And, oh, by the way, how do you replace Jack Coletto? 
Well, now you have a six-five quarterback who dives forward and instantly has two yards. Yes. <laughs> what are our P1 section? And give me a disappointing 2,500 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and seven picks, 545 rushing yards, and seven touchdowns well, over that, what I saw from Oregon State this year. That's my point. That's my point. That's, it's, no matter how good he's going to be, it is an upgrade. I think the only question is how much of an upgrade will it be? And I think that's the biggest determining factor for Oregon State. I, all the points you brought up, and we had Josh Pate on earlier if you want to go catch that, People, the things that people are saying about Clemson and their offense is 100% spot on. They're not the same team and program they were three or four years ago. They don't have the same talent on the offensive side of the ball. They've promoted from within for their OC. Dabo's in this weird bubble right now that he's got to get out of if he wants to get that program back to where they were with Trevor Lawrence and with Deshaun Watson. The other aspect of it, too, for DJ is that replacing Trevor Lawrence is not an easy thing. Like You're talking about number one prospect, number one overall pick. Like, okay, just go be the next guy. Like That's a lot of weight that falls on your shoulders and he didn't quite have the same benefit of NFL talented wide receivers around him like Trevor Lawrence and and Deshaun Watson did. The other aspect of this that I'm fascinated to see is Jonathan Smith, we all know and agree, is a great coach. He's a good offensive mind. He's proven it with the wins that he's he's built up over the last couple of years. The the missing ingredient for him as a coach has been developing, finding, and and having a quarterback. Like he just has not had it, which is remarkable considering they've won as much as they've had or have won at Oregon State with him despite the fact he hasn't had the most important position on the field. And so this is a huge challenge for him just to say, all right, any of those concerns that I can't do this, is this like a John Elway situation where I just can't find my guy? You got the number one quarterback in the country from a couple of years ago coming into your program. Um, I I think they need to plug a couple of holes in the secondary. I know Oladapo has opted back in, but I think they're losing three of their four starters outside of him in the secondary. So maybe that's an area, an avenue that they hit in the transfer portal. But this was a game-changing announcement for me for one reason, and that was, and some people might want to push back on this. I, I have it on very good authority. There was a significant check written to get DJ to come to Corvallis. And if I'm an Oregon State fan, I'm not running from that at all. I'm, in fact, beating my chest over it, saying we can play with the big boys. Like, I think when we get caught up in money spent in NIL, we think that only some programs could do it and other programs can't. This isn't building a new stadium. This isn't donations required to build a new practice, you know, indoor practice facility that's going to cost you $100 million. We're talking about 10K here, 50K there, 75K here, 100K there that are going to make a big difference. I heard DJ got more than that. And good for Oregon State. You want, as a fan, your program and your boosters to be invested in success on the football field. One of the reasons the Pac-12 is in this position is that there's been too many programs in this conference that have not been financially invested in football. And what have we had happen this offseason in the last couple of years? Oregon State finished the funding on their stadium. That's going to be done next year. You've extended Jonathan Smith. Any fear of him going, that's out the window. Trent Bray got a pay raise. You see Washington has made their offensive coordinator the highest paid assistant coach that's ever existed in Washington football history. because he's going to be gone in a year. Sure, he will, but hey, you stepped up. He was going to go this year. Colorado has been a dumpster in the Pac-12 for a decade. What did they do? They went out and landed Deion Sanders. They don't even know how they're going to pay him. They still landed him. Like You have programs investing, and I think it's great for Oregon State fans to show, hey, the university's behind you. The alumni with money are behind you. And now the sky's the limit on what you can accomplish. This, it was monumental. W- will they win the conference? We'll have to wait and see. The Pac-12 is going to be an absolute juggernaut next year. But he is un- undoubtedly an upgrade over Ben Goldbrand. Their entire linebacking core is coming back. They've got massive experience there. Their defensive line should be better, uh, in- including some of the guys who didn't maybe a little banged up this year. Uh, I forgot that they also have that transfer kid on offensive line, James. I want to say it's Stark. Um, so you got him at guard that you're going to bring in here. Secondary, to your point, you are Alex Austin is coming back. So is Alton. I thought Julian. Austin announced he was going to the NFL. 
Uh, if he did, I missed that. But I had seen the depth okay. chart. And I know Oladapo announced he's Oladapo coming back. Oladapo just that. announced that. Um, so they got they got some experience coming back, and I just trust Trent Bray. The final thing I would say to this. Yeah, the, Alex Austin declared, he yes, declared just yesterday. Okay, I missed that then. I, that's what happens when you're off Twitter. <laughs> um, I, I think the final thing I would add to what DJ adds, obviously that position we get, the skill set and everything, and watching him and Lindgren and Smith work together, super exciting. I thought his – it was interesting. He said he chose Oregon State because it's better for his skill set. And what I think he means by that, and this is me just kind of reading tea leaves, I don't think he's going to be asked to be, hey, save the day for us every game. No. You can hand it to Damian Martinez all day long, and you've got one of the best offensive line coaches in college football. Um, so you add that to the equation. Oregon State reportedly didn't reach out to him. He reached out to them. And to me, this is my big point. I think what it means for Jonathan Smith to get DJ, it's not just about five stars and having a positional player. Does it not speak volumes about the program they have now? Like, if that's truly what transpired, that they didn't reach out to him, he reached out to them, and he didn't even, he's already been quoted, he didn't visit campus. This was sight unseen, I'm there, I'm your guy. Were you worried that they didn't reach out to him first? I'm not worried. Because I read that and I was like, really? No, I, I think there's been some communication that hasn't happened officially okay. in on the side, but him directly. I wasn't worried about that. I think they were doing their due diligence. I, I don't – Jonathan winning 10 games this year, Dirt, I think it indicates a lot, and I don't, I don't look at him and go, well, I'm worried about him not finding answers to certain problems that they have. I think getting DJ sight unseen speaks – volumes about the program that man has built in Corvallis and why so many Beaver fans uh, are just through the moon right now. And why should you not be? Yeah. Right? Oregon gets their quarterback back. Washington's got their guy. USC's got their guy. Utah you needed might. One. In my mind, you desperately needed you, you this. You needed one because winning the conference through just having a running back was not viable and not realistic. And the kicker is, unless we get in a surprise announcement, you're probably going to have – you're going to have Aiden Childs, who is this, you know, basically four-star type quarterback who's performing at the All-American Bowl. And then you also have, by the way, the starter for the last few games of the season, Ben Golbranson. That's a pretty nice depth chart to give yourself in case something happens. But overall, the message is clear. This program has been built to an expectation that could not have been seen by even the diest of Oregon State fan. And now it's just a matter of how they execute getting past the next hump, which is not just winning 10 games. What can you do to go win the Pac-12 championship? Because they really do view that they can do that next year. Now you got a quarterback. They were close this year without a quarterback. The conference is going to be a juggernaut next year. You've added the quarterback to the mix. Exciting times for Oregon State, man. I, this is the most excited I think the fan base has been, and at least as somebody who watches the Pac-12 and obviously follows the conference closely, next year is going to be uh, – this is the most anticipated and built-up season we will have in modern memory of Pac-12 football. I cannot wait for August to roll around. Oregon State finds their quarterback in DJ Uyunglele. Let's wrap it up. First show back and uh, we'll get you set for the night in sports kind of recap things let you know what's on tap for tomorrow and uh, we'll do that next on the hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and Soaking baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, well, we got a lot today that we didn't get to. That's kind of how it goes on a show like today. Uh, Gary Payton made his debut last night. GP2. GP2. Look good. Everybody's fired up. A lot of po- a lot of people in the building last night. They played the... Oh, the Pistons. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the Pistons are terrible. What's their next game? What's their schedule coming up? Uh, they play tomorrow. Three-game okay. road trip. They yeah. go to Minnesota, Minnesota Indiana, Ooh. and then back to Detroit. Is that their final Minnesota game? Because they had the back-to-back I think home. so, yeah. I feel like they've already played Minnesota 15 times this year. Yeah. I know that's over-exaggerating. Toronto, that'll be a fun game on that trip. Is Indiana any good this year? They stink, no, don't Indiana's they? Indiana's not good. Toronto's okay. not good. So you got a chance for two out of three on this trip, you would could, hope? No, Minnesota just lost to the Pistons at home. So okay. You could very well beat the, the Minnesota. Yeah, they still don't have Cat back, so. Friday night hurt. That was a Friday night was tough. We'll, we'll get to it tomorrow, but that that loss to Golden State was well. Brutal. You know, something I want to get to tomorrow, along with some of the NFL stuff prior to the the Hamlin injury. Um, the NBA right now is maybe the best it's ever been, and yeah. nobody cares. It just doesn't matter. I like, see. I don't think. I think people care. I think you guys care. Fifty every other night. I'm. I'm. You know what I mean. Well, sure. The I sports. There's world, nothing that you're ever going to do to win over the people that don't care about the NBA regular season. I just don't think that there is. I think yeah, I think right. I, you should view it the way I view baseball. I love it. I do. I enjoy it, but it's not for everybody. And some people are going to care. Some people aren't. Yeah, I do. I I do kind of keep it to myself in that way. But like, what happened yesterday, for example? Right, the NFL has this massive tragic thing go on during their game. Meanwhile, a player yesterday scored seventy-one points on twelve fewer shots than when Kobe scored eighty-one. Th- these are NBA players. Clay that had are, 54 in double no, overtime. These are players with 50-plus points this NBA season. Donovan Mitchell uh-huh. was 71. Doncic had 60. Embiid scored 59. Booker had 58. Anthony Davis had 55. Clay Thompson yesterday at 54. Cla- uh, Joel Embiid again, 53. Pascal Siakam at 52. Doncic, 51. Booker, 51. Garland, 51. Doncic, 50. <laughs> Curry, 50. I mean... You just you're not seeing this in in 1962-63. There were 34 games of 50 plus points when Wilt Chamberlain had 30 of them. <laughs> like you're seeing, truly you're seeing things crazy that you've offense. never seen before, or, or have in not the seen in a long era, time. We haven't seen this. Some of the stuff that Luca's done, some of the Embiid lines, the Jokic lines. Obviously, the 71 last night. I just I I don't think I don't like using the phrase nobody cares. There's a lot of people that care about that. Just. You're not reaching the non-NBA crowd. And I don't think 71 points in a regular season game will get you yeah. to reach the non Because the, the argument is it doesn't matter. It's, it's entertainment, but for the most part, it doesn't matter to people. And I don't think upping the level of play in the regular season is going to change that. For well, them. and I'm probably going to be called a soy boy on this, but I, and I wouldn't be surprised. But, like, is there no element of you guys that watches that last night? Like, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm captivated by what's going on on my television. And I'm like... Why am I? Should I be supporting this sport anymore? <laughs> like this sport seems not great. If I may have watched somebody have that happen to them, and then I turn over and I'm watching Donovan Mitchell and then the Blazer game, I'm like, oh yeah, nobody suffers a hit to the chest that uh, leaves them falling and collapsing from cardiac arrest. You're not wrong there, buddy. You're not wrong there. 
Well, I'm going to unfork the Packers tomorrow just to prepare yourself for that. I want to talk about them because I actually might think they I think they could go on a run. Well, I think a lot of people are thinking they go on a run. They're probably going to – I mean, they're taking on a team with a third-string quarterback. Yeah. If they get that seven seed, the Niners I don't think are going to lose the two seed. Yeah, they got to beat the Lions on Sunday night. But so the they, Lions might not have anything to play for. If Seattle wins earlier in the day, there's nothing for Detroit to play for. Rodgers finally might take on a 49er team he can beat. Good for him. It's cute. But, yeah, I'm glad the NFL is just laying up the Green Bay Packers to get in the playoffs. <laughs> totally are. Uh, that'll do it for us, folks. Great to be back from vacation. Sorry for the nasally voice. I sound sick. I feel fine. Uh, it was great to be back in the saddle. If you missed any of the show, we had Josh Paid on earlier. Go check it at 1080 The Fan After. We'll tweet it all out as soon as we are done here. Thank you so much for being a part of our Tuesday, folks. We will talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next. You're listening to 1080 The Fan. is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.